Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul is Jeff Kluge. Jeff is founder and CEO of Holistic Ethics, and he helped draft the certification scheme for the Children's Code under the UK GDPR that's awaiting approval by the Information Commissioner's Office. And that code is what we're going to be discussing right now. First, Jeff, thank you for taking the time away from your day to talk to us. You're welcome, Adam. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Uh, This is an area I was not at all familiar with. And let me lead with a question that sort of speaks to that is, why should U.S. compliance and ethics professionals be concerned about the U.K. GDPR Children's Code? For any company that is solely based in the U.S., that has no international connection, today it's probably not a big issue. For those that do have international expansion or plans to expand internationally, UK GDPR has the section, as you mentioned, called the Children's Code, or very similar to what's happening in California, Age Appropriate Design Code. And there are standards, rules that are in place that organizations that have a connected game or toy or use artificial intelligence in the processing of data around children, and those are under 18, it will impact them. And we're seeing a global movement today around data privacy, concern over what happens with my data. And the UK is, has led looking at data protection for children. So. It's coming to a global basis. I think U.S. compliance and ethics officers will see more of this. And I think that provides the platform for our discussion today. Yeah, well, it it definitely does. As you you note, for any organization dealing internationally, especially because as we've all seen, these laws tend to be uh, propagated across the globe in various forms. Once one company or once one country sets a standard, others end up following. Now, what makes this children's code a standout one? The standout component for the children's code is that it follows the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child, and it places a, a priority of a business for the well-being of the child. Let me say that again. Most companies think about shareholder value as their number one priority. This children's code places a priority on the well-being of a child, which I think is just amazing. And it talks about, in a sense, really the happiness and well-being and the care for children. And that is a first mover around the planet. So my natural question after that is really, what are the compliance duties that compliance and ethics teams need to be alert for? One, what is is the algorithm, the autonomous system, or the artificial intelligence systems that the company is building? Who are those engaging with as data subjects? If they're engaging with children, that should be the flag to really get engaged and understand it more from a development side as well. 
I did a recent poll whereby 60% of the respondents to date have said they are responsible for the transparency and accountability of their AI systems. And many of them did not have full compliance and ethics officers. They were perhaps junior people to that person. 10% responded that our lawyers have it covered. And there's language in the children's code that discuss who should be on the children's data oversight committee. Should you have an ethics committee specifically entrusted with following and looking at the AI-based systems that a company is designing and deploying? So from my gathering of information and conversations around the globe, I don't think people have as much contact in the most appropriate place for compliance to the rules and also, also the ethical standards of how are we enacting and following the stated values that the company has and or the markets that we're in. Well, and we've certainly seen this as a common thread when it comes to anything AI related that uh, the software has to be watched very carefully and that it's important to build these compliance and ethics considerations in from the start and keep monitoring for them because you know AI has a tendency to just make decisions that look unfortunate uh, once they're made and companies have to scramble to catch up. Now, there's been some pushback in this area, as I understand it, from social media, game, and technology companies that this is going to drive up costs. Is that the issue to be aware of, or are there others at work here? The costs come from, as you just mentioned, that understanding of what these systems are doing. I think as AI came more into the forefront, became more popular, crowdsourcing of code, became available, people just began to put these in place. And they many people were not watching how they were impacting the data subjects or the humans at the other end. So I think the compliance aspect, the monitoring, the following up of what is this doing, it does take some attention and it does take some perhaps human power to be able to do that. But the rewards on the other end, if you're building something that really could positively impact your user or data subject, as, as the technical term goes, that, that's a profound driver of shareholder value. People feel that they will are taken care of and that it's moving in the right direction. We've seen too many instances that are being reported on today where AI systems are going rogue because poor data was put in at the beginning and then they're making decisions that have almost nothing to do with the intended results or they're now running without really a monitoring process in place of what are those decisions and it, they can't respond back to the communities that those they're engaging in of why they're doing what they're doing they almost have a, an unconscious bias Right? They just don't know what they don't know. Yeah, well, that's one of the bias is one of those words that keeps coming up with AI is that it ends up one way or another, it seems always showing some sort of bias that it should not. 
Now, mm -hmm. when we talk about these things, the term AAA systems is often used. Um, could you define what that term means and, and what what kind of systems does this apply and who is responsible? So any company that is engaging the AAA system, which is artificial intelligence, algorithmic, or autonomous system. Those three lead to your AAA systems. Uh, so our AI systems are being designed and created in many times different places than the compliance and ethics office, right? They're starting under technology. They're starting in different divisions, perhaps. And I, this is a good point of reference for anybody that's in that compliance and ethics role to begin the engagement and gaining awareness of what their systems, those AAA systems, are doing, how they're being run, and the laws around the jurisdictions that they're engaging in. So, for example, going back to your earlier and initial question about why should a U.S compliance officer be concerned about the children's code because if someone in the UK signs up and says that they're under 18 or perhaps they're not 18 and they say they are what mechanisms do you have in place to verify the age of that individual and that could be at the US level as well but if you begin processing data and don't have good transparency over how you're verifying the age of the person playing the game that could place you in the uncomfortable position of having a fine by the IOC for not being compliant with their rules. And nobody wants that, let alone the uh, additional costs that come from reputational damage and the chaos that ensues when a hole like that is found. Well, Jeff, right. thank you for sharing your insights with us into this area of compliance that I think is one certainly a lot of people are gonna be surprised by and will be having to deal with. I wanna thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletaup from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective.